And uh, welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Funny Business Podcast. We hope you all are having a fantastic day. We're so glad you tuned in, whether it was the premiere, the release of the episode on Fridays at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, or actually midnight at Eastern Standard Time. Little fun fact for you. Or if you are listening later on in the week, we hope you're doing fabulous, whether it's the morning, evening, or afternoon. Uh, speaking of how we doing, Matt, how are we doing today? How's life going for you? We are doing phenomenal. I am having a fantastic week, fantastic weekend. We are recording on Memorial Day. Uh, quick shout out to all of those who have served our country. Thank you very much. We greatly appreciate it. And we don't say that enough. I think we can both agree for everyone. We just don't say it enough. Um, but we're doing great. Uh, since it is Memorial Day, you know, it, it is a day off. And uh, I will be back in our office at work starting tomorrow, Woo! Tuesday. So uh, we're living it up with some frozen margaritas to celebrate. So cheers. It sounded like it was going to be something. Matt texted me before. He's like, my mom's making a drink. And like, usually your mom gets pretty creative with drinks, but I'm glad she went the margarita route. Well, we got her a uh, Margaritaville blender for Mother's yes. Day, and we've just been making so much. It's, it's phenomenal. Um, but yes, finally, we have some good weather. Screw this past weekend's weather. That was awful. It was ridic- redonkulous. Redonkulous. <laughs> uh, Matt, you did mention about Memorial Day. Um, I, I had a little bit of an education this weekend about Memorial Day, um, and I think it'd be good for our listeners to know. Um, this was actually referenced by my boss at work. Um, so shout out to Leilani, even though she keeps sending me topics to discuss on the Funny Business Podcast. Um, she indirectly gave me just a slight topic to talk about really quick. Um, so Matt, you do say Memorial Day. Um, so we are celebrating Memorial Day this weekend, but specifically what Memorial Day represents and what we honor are those who died um, in service to our nation. Um, obviously, you should thank a veteran or you should thank a service member every day. But if we're looking at specifically the holiday references, um, Memorial Day is to honor those who died in service. So who never came home, stayed in the uniform, never came home. Uh, Veterans Day, as we all know, is in November, uh, honors the living who once served in the armed forces. So obviously those who we know very well that um, proudly represent the cap that they wear, whether that's World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, um, Afghanistan, any of those um, wars that happen. And then finally is Armed Forces Day, which honors those currently serving in the armed forces. Um you know, I, I really don't want to bash my my grandma, but um, she made a post about my brother for Memorial Day. My brother Philip is still serving actively in the army, so a little education piece for all our funny business listeners out there. I, I that's something that I think a lot of people are finally starting to realize. Like, I feel like, well, oh, I've joined social media late when I was in college, but I feel like when I first joined, like people were like for Memorial Day posting like about those still serving i feel like nowadays like back in current now in current time we don't get as many of those it is more so remembering those who have fallen i don't see a whole lot on my timeline thanking current members which it's still important to do and not that that's a bad thing but i think people are becoming more aware of what day is um really specific about yeah and if you ever had a chance i i highly recommend speaking with with a veteran or 
a current service member. I, I, we had the pleasure. My family has the pleasure of uh, we call him Uncle Butch. He's not any bloodline of family whatsoever, but he he is family. Um, served in Vietnam. He's two Purple Heart combat wounded uh, veteran, um, and, and just the stories that that he shares, which obviously influenced my brother's decision going into the army. Um, but he's he's a hoot sometimes. <laughs> One of the coolest Memorial Day memories I have yeah. is when I first started working for the team I worked for, like the first season I worked for them, we had a 101-year-old veteran sing the uh, God Bless America in the seventh inning. One of the coolest things I've ever experienced in my life. He he absolutely killed it. And it was just, the, the crowd just went, you just had chills. Like you had chills from the beginning, you had chills at the end. It was one of the most heartwarming experience I've, I've I've ever experienced in my life. Didn't that go viral too? I think yeah, we they yeah. they posted it on social media and um yeah, it, it was it was so awesome to be at. Yeah. No, I that's cool. Yeah, I I do remember seeing that surfacing on on social. I no, that that's a really cool experience. Um so you know, while while you are while you did enjoy your your barbecues and your your cookouts and you know your parades, let's all just take a moment to just remember um, those who served and passed um, for for our freedom, because we wouldn't be having the freedom that we have if it wasn't for those people serving um, and have risked their lives for it. Um, so, with that, let's jump into the funny business podcast for today. Uh, Matt, I did. Uh, was it? Uh, I did spoil, I guess. I did hint. I did foreshadow. foreshadow. I, we're getting on our vocabulary for today. Um, about a topic that I wanted to talk about today. Uh, and specifically, I think I, I had to go back on the episode to write down exactly what the topic I had to write. Because <laughs> I, like, so, I was like, something about tech. But I was like, nope. It's about technological improvements you need in your life. Uh, now, Matt, I know you're, you're, you're kind of into the game a little bit of, of technological things that can help improve your life specifically. Uh, but what sparked this is I got a robo vacuum um, this past week. Uh, and I had a couple days to, to get used to it, to learn from it. I named it Jarvis uh, from Iron Man. You know, it's not as smart as Iron Man, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, so Matt, uh, you know, I didn't tell Jenna. Jenna found out during the podcast when she was driving home this weekend before going to the wedding. And she's like, you got a robo vacuum? I'm like, yes. Yes, I did. And let me tell you, Matt. I do not have to worry about consistently cleaning my house anymore. Because every Wednesday at 9 a.m., Jarvis knows it's time to vacuum. And it literally goes around, it has an eye, and I'm putting quotation marks up in the air as an eye at the bottom of the vacuum. So what it does is it actually recognizes where it's been or recognize, you know, some of the floor or some of the situations. So what I witnessed, so as all people should do, you should watch it run first to see if there's any, you know, see if you have any issues. Um, the two biggest issues that I was going to have were a couple cables that were on the ground and there's a little lip in between my living room and my office. And then on top of that, a carpet. So technically three. Uh, carpet, knew it was really shaggy. It was a shaggy carpet. Lessened the suction from the vacuum. Was able oh. to clean it in comparison to my other vacuum that I use myself. Gets stuck. Um, the cables, uh, there's a 
spare coax cable that that's in my apartment that I just wrap up because I, I, I don't use it, let alone I don't know its purpose. I was worried about that. I managed to get out of that uh, four times. So it was four for four. And then the lip. The lip was no problem. It got over it. It was perfectly fine. Um, it has fall detection. So there's a little lip between um, my laundry room and my office. Uh, so it did not fall over. Um, what I did try, Matt, was so I had to clean on Tuesday. And I was like, well, I need to see how it is when I'm not there. Try it on Wednesday. My bed has about maybe a, a three inch lift from it, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did not, when I was in person, did not um, see the, it actually did not go into the bedroom. When I was not at home, it went into the bedroom and it said it was stuck. And I'm like, Jarvis, where the heck could you be stuck? It was underneath my bed because it tried finding home because it was done vacuuming. So it was going to dock. It could not find home at all. And I was a little upset, but, you know, one small thing, I, you know, I, I paid a, a decent price but not a, a bad price um but ended up uh you know just knowing every wednesday to shut my my bedroom door and it should be fine moving forward um so yeah that that's my uh take on that matt i know you've been to my house um but is there any technological improvements that you can share with the audience i feel like if you have any input on this topic um that is helpful to you as far as uh your experience with the tech world and making your life much easier so let me speak on the robo vacuum because we have a Roomba. Okay, yeah, so you do. Okay. Ours is stupid. <laughs> it's very stupid. It literally just does like the same corner of the house of the living room. And it just loves to try to go down the steps, even when like we have you have those range indicators that you can like stop it from going places? I don't actually. Okay. Um but I think what I'm seeing the difference between yours and mine, sorry to compare the robo vacuums, um, is that yours is directional. So what it will do, I don't know, depending, I don't know what your, what, it, there's like different series of, of Roombas. Um, can tell you. It will, like, let's just say it hits a wall, it'll go in the opposite direction of that wall. Okay. Whereas my RoboVacuum actually methodically thinks through, like it goes in a set particular motion than that. So that's probably an issue for that, but go ahead. Yeah, I like that. Um, let's see. So is this technological improvements I need in my life or that I have in my life? Have in your life that may be somebody might need in your life. Okay. I'm really big into the whole smartwatch thing that pairs to your phone. It's phenomenal. I mean, yes, every time your, your watch like vibrates, you feel like you have to look at it at the first time. I you, you said this was going to be an issue when I first got one that like, you always feel like you're going to want to look at it. You do get used to it after a, lo- a while, and you do learn, like, hey, if I'm having a conversation with someone, I can, like, check it later. I don't have to be like, oh, look at my watch, you know? Um, but it's great, like, when you're at work and, like, you're busy doing work, you just look at your phone and see who texted you, see what notification you got. It's phenomenal. I think every smartphone should have a smartwatch to pair with it. Yeah, I remember the first couple days when I had my watch for the first time, and I was with friends. And I kept getting notifications. And one of my friends was, do you need to go somewhere? I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm so sorry. And like, that was like the big like, oh, shit moment. Like, it, it, you now have to get used to this thing that goes off on your wrist. And it could be totally either just a text message or it could be just some dumb email that you get about wanting to solicit you for business. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, man, I, I, I totally agree. Um, you know, and and I think that's always like I shared with you. That's always the first issue that you have. 
prior to another issue, have you ever worn a watch before? Because I think that's another thing to get used to. Like, if you haven't worn a watch before, now you have to first get used to the watch itself of wearing one. In addition to that, it being a smartwatch and actually you having the discipline not to look at it. <laughs> I think the band also has a big thing to do with it. You like, you do have to get a band you're comfortable with. Um, like they give you a generic one, but I always like getting like external ones just cause they look better or they feel better and that stuff. The only complaint I do have, and this is really just with the Apple watch, like people who have Fitbits, they don't have to charge their Fitbit for like three days. Like Apple watch, you do have to charge every single day. It would be not cause like Fitbits, you can track your sleep and stuff like that. Not really super realistic with an Apple Watch. Uh, but other than that, I completely love my Apple Watch. Smart watches are just phenomenal. I think the Apple Watch is the number one most sold uh, smart watch in the world, if I can say correctly, based on a worldwide developers conference or a Apple presentation for new products. Um, does that include Fitbits? That does include Fitbits. Interesting. Because um, it's technically a, it's a smart watch. True. Um, Matt, I think another thing that <laughs> you have experienced this um, is uh, smart lights or smart switches. Um, so I, what really has, has helped when, when I used to be all by myself and lonely um, was if I would come home from a bar, I'd be totally inebriated. Say that word today. Responsibly. Responsibly. Yes. Yes. Dropped off Uber or friend. Yes. Yeah. Um, I obviously didn't want to turn on the light, so I just yelled, A-L-E-X-A, turn on the lamp. <laughs> turn on the lamp. <laughs> and then when I'm laying down and completely just trying to hydrate and try to get ready to bed, I'm like, A-L-E-X-A, turn off lamp. And it would just boop, turn off. I think at least one, like at least one light or switch to help you out as far as that, like a switch to help you at least light up a room or turn off something or turn on something. I think that that is a huge, uh, huge pro, at least technologically. I agree. We have something. I'm trying to find it on. We have an app. Um, it is called Casa. I don't know if you've yes. ever heard of it. It's a I, smart I, I plug. Have one, I have one p- plug. For, it, for it's my phenomenal. <laughs> so for those that don't know, it's like a plug. You plug into the outlet and then you plug like the lamp into the Casa plug and you can turn it on and off on your phone. And it works like we did it and when we were on vacation to Maryland and we tested it when we left Maryland and turned it on, came home and it was on. Like it's phenomenal. Like it's great like if you have a dog and like the dog like gets up to move around at night, you turn the light on when you're not home and boom, the light's on for the dog. Uh I'm trying to think of another one off the top of my head. I feel like streaming, oddly enough. Like that this is something that I know streaming's been a while or been around Streamer for gang. a long time. But just the advancement that we've come from streaming, like before you had to have a console and then now you have like professional streamers have like two or three PCs. They have a PC for the game, a PC for the actual stream and a PC for discord. It, it, it's absolutely insane to see the progress that streaming has come in like the past five years. Just the, the simple fact that, you know, back in the day, if you wanted to broadcast or promote something like you legitimately had to get on TV you had to, you know, live, live time. Like, I think everybody had the opportunity. Um, Jenna and I actually went to um, Hershey, uh, you know, the, the, like, literally, yes, like the chocolate bar, like where it was first started. Um, and we went to the museum and they were comparing, like, the introductions of, like, some of the, the products and then, like, 
historically like the timeline so um a lot of stuff happened before youtube believe it or not uh <laughs> uh and you know i was telling jenna i'm like oh i was like do you know the first video I, let me quiz you on this matt do you know the first video that was ever uploaded on youtube and what it was um you, can I you don't have hint? to be like super specific um i'll give you a hint okay the co-founders were the first to upload a video was it a video of how to make YouTube? Nope. I don't know. They were at a zoo. Oh, really? Yep. It's just a video of them at a zoo. I, I forget the name. Uh, visiting <laughs> a zoo. <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's, yeah. that's a pretty good start for YouTube, I feel like. Literally, it's me at a zoo. Um, it has 168 million views. and It was 16 years ago that it was published. Wait, YouTube's only 16 years old? Yep. That's newsflash to me. I was thinking like, <laughs> wow, I thought it was a lot older than that. That's crazy. Just the yeah. development of YouTube itself is crazy. Well, and it's expanded so much. Yeah. Uh, you know, now that it's, I don't want to say it's a business now, but it's more of a, um, like it's more of a proprietary, like kind of like a social platform. Um, like yeah. us, like we're on YouTube, like we're on YouTube, we're on Twitch. Um, but just like the simplicity of us being able to broadcast our message and be able to have a community like the Funny Business Podcast, whether that's on our stream or on our podcast, um, it allows us to to make you know good content and and share with everybody to enjoy and be well and be merry, as as people would always say. <laughs> yeah, we probably wouldn't have the Funny Business Podcast if it was never for YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even some of the early things like. I mean, we wouldn't have if it wasn't for radio, really, if we're looking at it far back when. True. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, some technological improvements. I don't know if you have anything to wrap up before we move on to uh, a little thing I'm heated about. Uh, portable lights. Phenomenal. Not just like, like lamps, just like... <laughs> no, not like flashlights. Like like professional lights. Oh, like... Like my- I have this... Yeah, like I have this ring light that I use. Game changer. Because, like, in my house, like, my in my room, my plugs for, like, lamps are not, like, they're all over the place. And, like, if I didn't have this ring light, this podcast would, I would look like I was in the dark. <laughs> well, I mean, even for me, like, I have the app up. But, like, for those who are watching the YouTube video, this is what usually you see per the YouTube video. But this is technically what my room is right now. <laughs> it's so dark. Like, you can't even. Yeah, I'll uh, turn off my ring light real quick. Yeah, I'll turn back, back on, too, so. Yeah, like, the improvement's a hell of a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, Matt, kind of a funny segue um, from YouTube. Uh, Matt, a, a tad heated with this next topic. Um, and, and it seems as though when the Funny Business Podcast talks about things, we start seeing these things more come up um, in the makes world of wonder. news. Uh, it makes you wonder who's the trendsetters here. Um, so, Matt, we're going to be talking about paying off all our loans and becoming millionaires with their own podcast studio so yeah um uh, what do you call it fake get on that for a little bit uh so matt an article came out recently and to me it's been an internet staple uh for so many years you know the words charlie bit my finger ouch charlie ouch um it was a youtube video that was uploaded uh two brothers uh sitting on the couch um biting a brother's finger charlie bit my finger uh 
It's now, Matt, and I hate that it's this. It's now an NFT, and it was sold for $760,999 for a freaking non-fungible token. Um, I actually am genuinely pissed at this. Like, I'm actually pissed. Like, literally, we just, we, we, actually, I think we said it was going to, like, die off in, like, six months. Oh. Oops. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just can't imagine being this lucky. I feel like lucky is the word to use right now. Because for, how for many NFTs? people out there are making NFTs and not making $700,000 off this? Well, Matt, I, I did a little digging. Um, do you know the Nyan cat? Like the one that is a cat that looks like a Pop-Tart? I don't think I do. I'm going to pull up a picture. That was actually sold for an NFT too, believe it or not. Um, but Matt, the whole thing behind it, this thing, I don't know if you can take a look at it. Yep, I know this that cat. cat. So yep. that was sold as an NFT. Um, so what happened uh, let's give a little backstory as far as how it became a video. If nobody knows what this uh, Charlie bit my finger. Um, there was an interview back in 2017 on, quote, this morning, a British talk show. Howard Daly's car, who is the father of the two sons, uh, said he was filming the brothers growing up, quote, just doing normal things. And that Charlie bit his brother's finger while watching TV after a busy day in the garden. Um, and Matt, believe it or not, I did not know about this. This originally was supposed to be a private video. So really? what they did was they uploaded it on YouTube and they made it private. So they wanted to share it with um, their godfather that lived in America. And it was initially private. But people, including his parents, had asked to see it since it was difficult to share. So we made the video public. And then a few months later, when the video had at least 10,000 views, here's another thing that we didn't know about. Howard, who's the father again, almost deleted the video. That's crazy. Almost Could, deleted the video. Um, yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine how much different their lives would be if he didn't make that public in the first place? Well, and even this now, like, uh, imagine the kids. I mean, uh, let's see here. The kids. Oh, I can't. They, they were young. So they're probably teenagers by that point, by today. Um this now, like now they're an NFT. They're now an NFT that somebody now owns the, um, you know, so owns the, basically the, the imagery or the video of that. Um, and the thing that's pissing us off, which I think all of us can understand was it was taken off of YouTube. Yeah. I could literally just go on YouTube and watch the video and not pay $700,000 for this. Which I can think is, again, the reason why we talked about why we hate NFTs. Um, I just... Yeah, good for these kids? I don't know. What do you say? What do you really say? Like, I don't, I don't really know how to put this in perspective. Like, yeah, it's good for them, but also, like, what the hell? Like, how is this actually happening? I really don't. I'm kind of, like, stuck in between. I don't know which side to be on. Now, we're not YouTube experts here. I mean, yeah, we do, no. we do upload on YouTube, but, but we at least know that... If you hit a certain point in your content, you do make a profit off of the content that you upload on YouTube. Matt, to me, based on this longevity of the video and how it came up, and we know the popularity of it, it was still probably making profit from YouTube. So now, yeah. this one-time 760K 
is now being profited and you're now you can't continue making profit off the video continuously i'd rather have a continuous stream of income even if it was small rather than a one-time fee i would have to imagine now i know the video has 900 million views and people are gonna be like well how many more views can it get probably a lot um i would have to imagine they could make more in the long run no like i feel like that's a no-brainer to just keep making youtube videos and maybe you hit another video that goes viral that gets i don't know 400 million views and then that becomes more profitable and then the next video and the next video like that that makes more business sense to me than this well, even the kids too, Matt. I mean, I really don't want to talk about them, but like the D'Amelios, like they got popular off of TikTok and now Dixie's doing her own talk show. They're getting brand deals, like all this stuff. And I, I just don't think that these two brothers capitalized on the movement, you know, of that. I could honestly see a parenting book coming like if this was actually something like presented like in the 21st century before like we knew what youtube was going to become um that they would make their own par- how to how to you know how to deal with two kids like a, like a book or kind of another like just content like that is what's going to cause you to continue to make a profit and i hate to call them out or i hate to to assume or presume but i feel like they were not making enough profit and they were so upset so they decided to try to make it an nft like, that's, that's my thought behind that. I think you're right. And you bring up a good point with the D'Amelios. Like, Charlie literally had her own drink at Dunkin' Donuts nationwide. That's pretty cool. That's probably got to bring in a lot of money. Dixie now makes songs. They're pretty good. Pretty popular. People okay. like them. Yeah, I mean, for a certain demographic, I mean, they're popular. So It's not your Whitney Houston. like. Well, was Whitney Houston really Whitney Houston when she first started? No, but like just quality of songs, like <laughs> true. Uh, yeah, I guess it maybe we're boomers <laughs> to to that extent. But like, I think you're right. Like they could have capitalized this more than they did, and maybe they did panic, or maybe they just thought, "Hey, if we just sell this for seven hundred thousand dollars now, like we'll have more." Maybe they're, who knows what they're going to use this money for? Maybe. They'll make a podcast, or maybe they'll do something else with this money. I guess we don't know that part, but I think your assumption is right. I I think I would agree with that. Like, maybe they could have done more. And they said, too, Matt, so this article is reported by the New York Times. Um, the, The profit they made from the video, from the YouTube video, actually sent the brothers to private school. Okay. So... What what are you now looking for? College? Are you like, <laughs> like are you looking for college? Are you looking for a new house? Like what what are you looking for? I always find it interesting too when it comes to young talent like that, like the beholder of like profits, like the parents can't access the money that's being made. Like <sighs> Noah Ritter, like apparently kid. Yeah, the apparently kid. Yeah. Um, I know God, it's like, killing you to talk about him right I now. <laughs> I love that kid. Um, I know he's getting like TV deals and like all this stuff, and like his family cannot touch that money because that's his. And like when he's old enough at eighteen, like he's able to unlock those funds and be able to use it whatever he wants. But now it just gets stuffed away in his savings, and it, he can't use it because obviously he's not of age to make those financial decisions like that. Um, 
Yeah, apparently that is true. Shut up. (laughs) And apparently we're apparently we're just mad because (laughs) apparently we're just mad because we didn't make seven hundred thousand dollars. And like I said last time we talked about this, if we have an opportunity to make money off an NFT, I'll do it. I'm biting your finger the next time I see you. Okay, I'm in. (laughs) Yeah, why not? Listen, I'll be a hypocrite. If I can go rich off NFTs, sign me up. I remember seeing uh, a, a social media post going around. It was like, oh, like if you were 18, um, like if you traveled back in time to when you were 18 years old, what were three, what are three words that you should say to your 18 year old self? Everybody's like, invest in Bitcoin. Yeah, that's probably true. Right. But I know we just made fun of Bitcoin, but yeah, I mean, they have so if you would invest back in Bitcoin and when we were like 18 we'd be like billionaires right now we would literally be on the moon (laughs) to the moon (laughs) yeah so let's all take a moment of silence for charlie bit my finger and hey uh, at least at least we both have uh well i got a frozen margarita and you got a beer so uh, really who's the real winner in this situation the funny business podcast yeah exactly and the (laughs) listeners Yes, because you're listening to her sweet, melodious voices uh, for this next half hour. After we take this quick commercial break, when we come back, Matt's got the sports. Let's say you start a podcast or you're running your own side hustle and have a bunch of links that you want your audience to know about. As a podcast, Matt and I have all of our social media, all of our podcast links, and other important things. Make it easier for your followers to find your important links, social media, and latest content by having it all in one page with Solo.to. I'll be honest, I have used similar websites like this, but nothing compares to Solo.to. All of your links are clean and easy to navigate. Have an upcoming video? It's really easy to make those changes. Plus, Solo.to has opportunities to upgrade to include more customization, advanced analytics, and so much more. Solo.to is giving us a special opportunity for you to get 10% off if you create an account and upgrade. Be sure to go to solo.to slash funnybusiness to create your account today. Solo.to, it's the way to go. Okay, let's slide into the sports topics we have for today. Mike, apparently, there's a very You're going to do this big... all freaking rest of the show, man? <laughs> no, just for that one time. Uh, there is a huge new rivalry in golf. And it is going to save the sport. No, Mike, we won't be talking about what's actually happening on the golf course. Don't worry. Uh, if you haven't been on Twitter the last couple of weeks, uh, Brooks Kapriska and Bryson DeChambeau, who we've talked about before, <laughs> they are the hottest new rivalry in golf. So what happened? There was a leaked video of Kepka doing an interview after the PGA Championship, which was phenomenal. Shout out Phil Mickelson. Uh, oldest player to ever win a major, which was nice. Yes. So Kepka was doing an interview, and Kepka has been known not to like DeChambeau in the past. So in the middle of the interview, he was answering the question. Bryson walked behind him, uh, like whispered something to Kepka during the interview, and Kepka kind of like stopped and like lost his train of thought, and you could see he was like really, really angry. So that's how it started. Then they announced that this uh, it's called Capital One The Match. It's kind of like a charity golf tournament they knew. It was announced that it is Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson versus Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau. So that's the two matchups, which should okay. be interesting. Should be interesting. 
Kepka then went on Twitter and tweeted at Aaron Rodgers and said, sorry, bro, <laughs> because he was paired with Bryson, to which then Bryson responded on Twitter and said, sorry, I'm living rent free in your head. <laughs> To which then Kepka responded with a video of someone at the PGA Championship after DeChambeau teed off, who someone in the crowd yelled, nice shot, Brooksy. And DeChambeau turned to the fan and said, whoever said that needs to get out. <laughs> so it is the best new rivalry in golf. Um, I think this is great for the sport. And uh, I want to hear your thoughts first on the whole rivalry and where this could go. Like in like the rival rivalries of all time, more so of like how this could affect golf. In the sense, I mean, it makes it interesting. I feel like we never ever we never ever see anything like off the field, and I know we kind of don't see that a lot with sports now these days. But it, just having this, you know, it, it's almost it's almost like. Like when LeBron left Cleveland for the first time and went to Miami, like you had fans that were just so into burning his Cavs jersey. You know, they had to sign check when he was in Cleveland for the first time in the away game. Um, you know, all of this crap. And I, to, to me, I feel like it'll fade out eventually because uh, I feel like that's how all, you know, these matchups do like. We know now LeBron, like the last time he was in Cleveland with a fan, a, a group full of fans, like they actually celebrated his time as a Cavalier, surprisingly. Um, but no, I, I just, it's a nice little like tit for tat. Like you're just going back. Like this is a nice, like no one is going too hard. It, it, like just from what you told me, I don't think anybody's going way too hard where like they're bringing family involved or anything like that. Like this is just, this is nice, friendly, like baby competition <laughs> i actually do think they hate each other but it, you're right it is nice and friendly why i think this is good for golf people watch golf for like storylines like this past there two weeks ago with the pga championship people watched the final weekend because it was phil mickelson yeah. and he had one major in like 12 years and he was like 50 years old why do people love tiger it's a great storyline he's like one because he's tiger like the Masters he won like two years ago when he came back. That was like the biggest thing in golf in years. And people watched Jordan Spieth because they were like, oh, maybe he's going to be the new face of golf. And they watched that. Can you imagine? And I think the next major is the US Open. If they have like the final round, the final pairing is Bryce, uh, Bryson Shambo and Brooks Kepka. How many ratings they're going to get because of that? Yeah, TV's going to be pretty high then. Yeah. Like, people watch golf for the storylines, so these guys are clashing. If they ever play around together, like, golf fans are probably going to watch no matter what, but golf really does rely on, like, non-golf fans tuning in and, like, them helping to grow the sport. This is, I think, going to take it, maybe not to the next level, but it's going to carry the sport for maybe a year or so. We'll see how long this plays out. Yeah, no, I think it's a really, I mean, I... Any sport, I feel like we hope <laughs> to have this type of matchup. Like we we always we always hoped, you know, for all those like really like clash, you know, clash of titans per se. Um, I, I can't really say they're they're titans as much, but they just have enough beef where it's gonna be interesting, <laughs> and it, everybody's gonna talk about it. 
It's like when the Yankees Red Sox play in the in the postseason. Oh. It doesn't it doesn't matter what time of the year it is. Like it is always going to be a Yankees versus Red Sox. There's going to be a line in the sand. Actually, screw that. There's a cement line, <laughs> like concrete line in the sand because of that rivalry for so many years. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's like when the Celtics Lakers play in the finals. Everyone's going to watch. And speaking of the NBA, we are in the middle of round one. Mike, really the past storyline of the week that has kind of overshadowed the playoffs has been the fans. Have you seen any of what's going on with the fans this past weekend? Yes. Um, and I'll leave it at that because I feel like you have a little bit more to report on it before we go into discussion. So, <laughs> Yes. So for anyone that hasn't seen, there has been three fans this past weekend that have been facing lifetime bans from the arenas that they were in because of actions they did towards the players. The first one, and no, before you ask, it's not all Philadelphia fans. The first <laughs> one was in Philadelphia. Yeah, it was. That's a, that's a joke, by the way. First one was in Philadelphia. Uh, Wizards point guard Russell Westbrook was walking off the court and a fan dumped popcorn over his head. He got very mad like he wanted some action in that. I don't know if you saw that video. That was kind of crazy. So that was the first one. He got banned from the stadium. The second one was in Madison Square Garden, which we did say last week the garden was electric, and it has been electric, and it really has been nice to see fans back in the stands. I believe it's Trey Young was inbounding the ball on the sideline. A Knicks fan who was sitting courtside spit on him, which is just so disrespectful. And then I believe it was two nights ago, uh, on the, as of this recording, this past weekend, there was a fan in Boston who threw a water bottle at Kyrie Irving walking off the court. Now, there's been history because Kyrie Irving played with the Celtics, and Celtics fans don't really like him. Regardless, shouldn't be throwing things at players. And it is nice to have fans back in the stands, but we can't have fans just tormenting these players on the court because they are human beings. They deserve to be treated like human beings. I'll let you go. Hi, Matt. You you broke out a little bit, <laughs> but I heard everything. <laughs> just want to make sure you just want to make sure you finish your thought. <laughs> Perfect. This damn internet, guys. <laughs> um, wh- where do I begin? I Kevin Durant made a really good point. Um, I heard his post game conference. Uh, we're all kind of returning to some level of normalcy when it comes to entertainment purposes i guess let me just i'll put a blanket you know entertainment purposes um people have been stuck in their houses like i'm taking verbatim per per kevin kevin durant like everybody's been stuck in their houses they don't know how to act and now when they're in this situation they're now putting themselves into not life at risk but they're really just putting themselves in a really sticky scenario where they're screwing themselves and Yes, we do put athletes on a pedestal sometimes because that's that's how America is. We we love our sports. Um but I, I don't think at any time like booing, name calling, like, you know, we've seen like the exchange going on about um, you know, some people get really upset with what somebody says to the player and the player turns around and he's like, What'd you say to me, you little <laughs> Um But when it gets to the whole physical thing, like 
players should not be scared. Not not that they shouldn't be afraid, but they shouldn't think that they have to be ready for something like that in order for them to perform their job per se. I agree. Um, because if they do feel like that, we're going to have another mouse at the palace and that's not good for the sport because if those fans really think they want a piece of someone, go back and look what Ron Artest almost did the oh guy and go back and look what Ben Wallace almost did that guy. Not that I'm condoning that at all. We don't want to see that, but it's probably not going to end well for them. Um, what was the other thought I had that just left my head? Oh, you talked about putting players on like a pedestal and like thinking them like holier and like they should do everything. If you go to a sporting, I love sports. I'm a sports fan my whole life. I probably watch at least one sporting event every night. I have a sport management major. I work in sports. I love it. If you care that much about a sport that you literally want to like throw something at a player or like spit at a player, maybe sports aren't for you. Like, it's really not that serious. At the end of the day, if you're a sports fan and your team loses, guess what? You still have to get up the next morning and you still have to go to work and you still have to do your daily things. Yes, you may be in a bad mood. I would be in a bad mood, too. But life is still going to go on. It's just sports. They're athletes. They're human beings. We got to let them go. I. I, I, ha- I have to add a, a horrible caveat, but unless you bet on the team, um, you are right, Matt. Like you, you, you are, you are, you are. Everybody's allowed to be upset, but to the point in which we're starting seeing people throw stuff, spit at people, and some of these people too, Matt. I don't know if you've read too much, read enough into some of these fans. Some of these fans are season ticket holders. Like some of them are season ticket holders, and it's like. Dude, like, calm down. Yeah. You've been a season ticket holder for how long now? This is what's causing you to not no longer go to the event anymore? Like, I want to bring this up, too. Let's look uh, at, the, uh, at the MLB. What separates the MLB and their fans? Offense. Cage. And, yeah, and, fence and cage, the netting. Yeah. NHL. Fans are sitting behind glass. The NFL. Offense, and they're back pretty far and up pretty far. The NBA, they're right on the court. Like, there's no yeah. barrier between fans and the players. Like, there's literally courtside seats and everything. Is it time for for change? Like, I don't know what you would put up. Maybe they do put up fencing in the NBA stands. I don't know. But if this is going to continue, maybe it is looking into hey, how do we back the fans up a little bit and give the players some space? You know, it's funny. I brought up the whole LeBron thing coming back to Cleveland since he left. Do you remember all the precautions that they did in order for them to, to actually host that game? So That's I did crazy. briefly mention it. They approved all the signs of all players that came in. They then put, they extended the tunnel further out. <laughs> um, you know, they beefed up security. Uh you know, they were pretty quick because I do remember there was a fan that walked on the court um, and security was pretty quick to take the guy down. Um, but what I saw, which I'm sure Matt will be talking about it, um, is the Lakers and Suns yesterday. They put, I don't know how many, I'll say 10 to 15 rows. They mm-hmm. put a nice cover on top of those 10 to 15 rows, which made it able for fans to still enjoy the game but add safety to the players um i feel like 
in total should be like that for all games. Um, and they should extend the tunnel out a little bit more. So it prevents the players from having interaction with the fans. And it's upsetting because the tunnel by far is one of the best spots to have a true human good interaction with the fans. But we all know the saying, one person spoils it for the rest of us. And that's, that's what it's coming to right now. I agree. I mean, do you remember that that viral video when LeBron was on the heat and that little kid's over the tunnel? He's like, good job, good effort, good effort, good job. I, I quote that all the time. Yeah. And they're probably doing those backing up seats because of COVID, but maybe it's kind of like a blessing in the skies. Like, hey, we got to back these fans up because it, it's getting ridiculous at this point. Like fans, fans have literally been in the arenas for like three months. And in the past week, we've had three fans get banned. The guy in Boston, I don't know if you saw, he got charged with battery and assault with a water bottle. And even, and even looking at <laughs> when LeBron, oh, where was he? Was he down in Miami? And he had a lady who was freaking out over, and it was like the sugar daddy that was freaking out. Do you remember that? Was, that? Oh, that was LA. Fox? That was oh, the season, Was it LA? It was in Miami, but he was, was with it, the Lakers. Yes. Right, yeah. So, you know, that was banter. <laughs> and, of course, it kind of blew out of proportion. But, like LeBron said, like, that's, that's just, that's the game. Like, it, people got mad at me. I decided to throw a little bit back at them. <laughs> they weren't throwing shit at them. Like, it, that's, that's where the line cuts off. <laughs> I, I totally agree. And you mentioned it. Let's talk about the Lakers Suns. We'll get into a few series this weekend in the playoffs. This weekend has changed everything. Like going into this weekend, we'll focus on Lakers Suns first. Lakers are up 2 1 going into game four on Sunday. I thought the series was over, Com- completely over. Then Anthony Davis gets injured, doesn't play the second half. Uh, KCP, Contavious kind of a pulp, doesn't play at all. The Suns kind of dominated the second half of. Game four, and now we're 2-2. Chris Paul looks healthy. Like, is someone brought up a good point. At this point in LeBron's career, he's getting older. His season kind of relies on two things, luck and fate. Like, he's getting very unlucky right now, and it's it's tough to say, but can he really carry this team like he did back in 2018 with the Cavs? Because that's what this team looks like right now. Matt, I'm I'm running into a true dilemma right now. I do want the Lakers to win, but I also know how big of a Suns fan you are, and I do want the Suns to win, <laughs> the Suns to win too. I'm in such a dilemma right now. I know you want to talk about your dilemma, but like I'm sitting here and I'm like, God, like I got upset with the Lakers last night, um, just seeing how they were playing defense in the last two minutes, and like you were probably on the edge of your seat, probably almost crapping your pants by how close it was getting, and we were getting that close. But then there was the one play where I think it was Schroeder drive to the basket, missed the layup. LeBron tried rebounding it. Somebody from the Suns got it, and it was Jay Crowder in the corner for three. You only saw two Lakers. Where was the other three? Down at the opposite side of the court because they basically gave up. I, I was yelling at the TV. I was like, fundamental one-on-one basketball. You get back if you miss the shot. But nope. It's LeBron James. And that's yeah. Jeepers, creepers. <laughs> so I was watching Colin Cowherd this morning, which I know I said I was going to stop, but whatever. He made a great point. If Anthony Davis can't play, which 
it's reported he's not playing in game five, which is huge. Yeah. This is kind of just turning into like the 2018 Cavs. Like, look at the roster LeBron's with. Maybe Contavious Cadwell Pope can't play the rest of the season. Who knows? Kyle Kuzma has just played awful. You got Andre Drummond, who is a really good rebounder. Uh, no Grando. I mean, Caruso. Say no more. Your really? favorite guy. <laughs> like, without Anthony Davis, it's going to be tough. Um, you mentioned my dilemma. It's real life, people. I said it last week on the podcast. I did not watch game one or game four. The Suns won. I watched game two and game three. The Suns lost. What do I do? So we're recording before game five. Let's decide. Do I watch this game? I'm going to say no, dog. It's a no for me, dog. (laughs) But, like, if Anthony Davis doesn't play, like, there's a good chance they win. Right? Sorry. Here's my dilemma. The two games that I got a glimpse of it, lost the two games that i got a glimpse of lost (laughs) interesting the games i didn't watch okay so let's brainstorm how do we work this out (laughs) um do you want them to win or lose uh when do they play matt this week they played tuesday tuesday at 10 so we'll hopefully be done streaming by then uh oh my Mm. god that's an early stream (laughs) well um yes do you want them to win or lose on tuesday why would I want them to lose? Okay, so then I I will watch it on Tuesday. I'll do it. I'll quickly watch it in short on Tuesday. Here's the thing: I don't think I can't watch. I cannot watch. So I just I need. Watch. <laughs> I either need to not watch and have them lose, and then it's over, or I need to watch and have them win, and then it's over. Like once the curse is broken, it's broken. <laughs> I just don't know what to do right now because I yeah. couldn't live with myself if I and the thing is like I know it's not me but at the same time like I couldn't live with myself if it was me you're, you're a little stitious that's very <laughs> very let's talk about the other LA team the Clippers looked dead and now they came back to tie the Mavericks 2-2 Luka Doncic is now dealing I don't know if you saw this he has like a nerve in his neck that's bothering him it's crazy yeah they kind of Playoff P is actually looking pretty good. Kawhi Leonard's looking pretty good. I still think uh, you can talk on this. I think they're the dangerous team, most dangerous team in the West right now. Kawhi and Clippers. Yeah, and the Clippers. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're looking at it from, let's just say the Lakers lose and the Suns move on, they have to play against the Clippers, right? Clippers or Matt uh, or Matt. Uh, they would either get the Blazers or the Nuggets. If the so Clippers that, win, they like, probably get the Jazz. I mean, you're going to expect, I, I'm at least expecting to see the Clippers move forward into at least the, because that would be, that'd be semifinal. Well, that'd be the final for yep. Western Conference. Yep. I, I think I'm expecting them to see him move into the West, Western Conference final, but it's tough to call based on how everybody has been lately. So. Yeah, no surprise. The Western Conference playoffs have been a lot better than the East. Speaking of the I East. Mean, yeah. Have you uh, have you seen what the Nets are doing? I have not. Okay. Um, the big three of James Harden, uh, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant combined for 103 points yesterday. So oh. uh, I'm still hoping for you. Yeah. <laughs> still hoping to sit to sit James Harden out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen. If they lose, you're you're correct. I'm technically right. Yes. Um. 
I'm trying to think if there's anything else to play. The Sixers look phenomenal. I know we said this is kind of the year that they could do it. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Who do you think is more of a threat to the Nets? Would it be the Bucks or the Sixers? Ooh. I'd have to say... I'm gonna, I, I was going to say Sixers, but I feel like the Bucks Because I feel like Giannis it, it could be all over the place. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are only going to be limited on the inside. <laughs> like, yeah, Joel can shoot a little bit farther uh, more than Ben Simmons, unfortunately. Um, but how many times are you going to have Simmons on the outside? The whole time you're gonna want him in 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 the paint trying to get rebounds and trying to get the you know dish out the the dunks um yeah it's tough i i, I would i would th- it's it's a flip of a coin honestly but I, I think the bucks would have a little bit more run for their money with the with them than anything so i agree i would probably say the bucks too Giannis, uh, they swept the heat which by the way the heat just fell off the face oh of the my earth. gosh where where yeah you heard nothing about jimmy butler at all yeah, he played bad. Giannis, horrible. I mean, the the Bucks swept the Heat. Giannis almost averaged a triple double the entire series. I think he averaged twenty, fifteen, and like eight. It's just crazy. Uh, their defense has been played really well. I think. I think when we look back on this playoffs, I think the Nets Bucks in the second round will be the best series of the playoffs by far. No matter who plays in the finals or what, I think that's going seven. I think it's 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 going to be awesome to watch. And that concludes the sports topics we have for today. It is time for buy or sell. Mike, I will let you go first. Okay. One at a time, or are we doing buy and sell? Do buy and sell. Okay. Well, I got two for today. Two, okay. one buy, one sell. What I want to buy is ironing. Oh. I, for the first time very long time since covid um how to use an iron um for a wedding well actually not not use the iron for a wedding but use an iron for the shirt that i was wearing for the wedding okay <laughs> um i i i haven't done it in a while but just the the not the practice but just the the doing of the iron like doing the ironing like smoothing out all the wrinkles your dress shirt you get that nice like iron smell um, as you're doing it, and it's more so the fabric that's burning. Uh, <laughs> um, but like just at the end of the day, like it's nice and smooth, and it's just super nice. It, I it, it's like a it's like a, a a man moment. Like like you're a man, and I know, and I'll be honest, I know some people that can iron. I still, to this day, think I know how to iron, but I don't think I know how to do the iron the best. Um, but it was just not, like, just me doing it, like, I, I was very happy with it. <laughs> it's a very adult thing to do. Like, you don't do it as a kid. And it, there is something about the smell of, like, an iron. Like, a freshly ironed shirt and, like, the feel, like, not you put it on, obviously, right after you've done ironing. <laughs> obviously, you don't do that. But, like, when you put it on and it's still a little warm, Oh man, that that feels so good. Yeah, yeah. So so my buy is going to be ironing. And if you haven't bought bought an iron already, if you're a teenage or college student, I would highly suggest you can literally get an iron for about like twenty bucks. And there's a bunch of YouTube videos that can tell you how to iron 
any type of shirts. I mean, dress shirts are kind of the most typical thing, but people iron other things too. Um, pants, uh, you know, some people, I, I heard a story that um, some people, they just iron. Like there's like everything, not like, even if you're not supposed to iron, like they, they still iron, like they just iron shoes, socks, shirts, dress shirts, button downs. Uh, so just, just look at the, the tag on the shirt or, or whatever item of clothing that you were trying to iron to make sure that it says that there's nothing that says no ironing <laughs> and be careful because you can burn yourself you can burn yourself um be careful with that i've never done it yet knock on wood knock on wood. um but yeah so that's my buy um my cell I, I had a tough time thinking about this cell mat but um it wasn't until i was driving up back um to to my my apartment um that i, I want to sell dumb driving uh, as we all know, Memorial Day is sometimes a travel weekend for everybody. What annoyed me the most was I was driving on the highway, and people get comfortable when, when they're driving, especially when it's a long drive. The thing I hate, and it's almost that I hope they learn to not do this again, so they'll be in the driver's seat. They're driving with their hands. They take their foot, like their leg, and they stick it out of the window. Or like what? they stick it up. Like, I kid you not. Like, I've seen it so many times when people have taken their leg and they've either stuck it out the window or they put it up on the console. And like, yeah, flexibility is cool. But like, you get hit front end, you're going to break your leg or you're going to squish yourself and you're going to kill yourself. Like... Some That's a very just, weird flex. Yeah, but okay. Like I, that 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 annoys me. Like both feet on the ground, you're driving. Um what else is another thing? Like people Have you seen this on the highway? Yeah. This is this, like Oh man. This, just this past weekend. Like <laughs> I I it's not as worse as texting while driving, like blatant texting while driving. Like some people literally put their phone in between the steering wheel and they're, you know, they're they're thumbing up there. But cheapers, man, like, <laughs> yeah, that's not cool. That's like next level dangerous driving. Yes, I can't even comprehend. Why would you even do that for comfort? But at the same time, it doesn't look that comfortable. <laughs> that can't be comfortable at all. So yeah, man, buy yourself. That, that's crazy. Buy yourself. Alrighty. Uh, I will start with my buy. I am buying playoff hockey because playoff hockey is just fun to watch. And that's pretty much all I got. Amen. I'm also buying Trial by Combat. Okay. Uh, I've seen many people on Twitter. I hope they're joking. But um, it has been five years since we lost our Sweet Prince Sharambe, R.I.P., uh, I saw many people saying that they were training that, I guess that kid that fell in his in his cage turns 18 like a year or two, that they're going to fight him in trial by combat. <laughs> this is a buy or a sell? This is buy and buying, <laughs> buying trial by combat. Um, I Listen, the Harambe jokes are funny. R.I.P. I don't think we need to go fighting this kid. Oh. I think that's taking it just a little too far. Like, buy a Harambe t-shirt. Sing a Harambe song. That's funny. Actually fighting the kid trial by combat, it's a little far. 
donate to the zoo that Harambe was at. Good point. That to works bring too. Another, to bring another Harambe. Harambe Jr. Harambe the second, whichever you prefer. I am selling the media. Big time selling the media. What? Two reasons. You brought up Kevin Durant and his quote. Okay. Uh, let me pull up a tweet I have. It's not a who tweeted, just because it's just ESPN. Was he, wasn't he misquoted? Yeah, he was misquoted. Correct. Okay. So, um, I bookmarked it. So ESPN tweeted a quote from him. Here's the quote that they tweeted. This is from Kevin Durant. Quote, we know how these people here in Boston are. Glad we got the W, and hopefully we don't have to come back here this year. Makes it seem like they're bad people, right? Here's the actual quote. We know how these people here are in Boston, how passionate they are about Kyrie in particular. They are still upset at him. There is no reason for them to act childish. And he went on. So the first quote, I feel like, made it seem like he thinks Boston fans are bad. The actual quote just made it seem like they have beef with Kyrie. A little bit of a difference. I don't know if you agree with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's different. <laughs> Very. And then we had in tennis, Naomi Osaka, who came out to the media before the French Open that started this past week or was starting this week and said that she's been dealing with some mental health issues. She's going through a lot that she didn't want to have a whole lot of time spent talking to the media. So she just didn't talk to media once she got to the French Open. To which then they find her and they threatened to kick her out of the tournament if she didn't start talking to the media. To which then she just withdrawed because it was just too much for her. Athletes should not be like forced to talk to the media. I don't like I understand they have to do their job and report, but like if the athletes having a tough day, like they shouldn't be fined for like not talking to the media. I think it gets challenging when it comes to a sport like tennis because that that's the only person that they can interview in particular. Like if you're looking at a football or an MLB or an NBA game, like yeah, you have your choices. Like yeah, you want to get the one who made the game winning catch or the game winning hit, but really they're not up to it. Like you can have like yeah, it's gonna look weird. Everybody's gonna be like, why aren't you interviewing this person? But reality being, you have a lineup that you can work with. This is tough. Um, you know, as somebody who is in the field, I, I don't think that they should be required to. Um, I, it, to the point, backing her up, yeah, should she not do it if she's not feeling okay? Yeah, absolutely. But they're either going to get her backing off saying, I don't want to, or she could come into that press conference and give one-word answers. How do you feel? Good. Did you like the game? Yes. Do you think you're going to be okay tomorrow? No. What do you think? You know, if you're really good at closed-ended versus open-ended questions, you can certainly do that, and they can't be upset with you because they're not giving you good questions. Um, but, of course, they would be upset because she's only giving one word. Like, it's such a sticky situation for her, but I, she, even though I'm sure she wanted to compete, she made the right decision in backing out because I'd rather have less drama and worry about the next round versus you know, try to deal with bull crap that is there. Yeah. I mean, how many times do we see, like, after a big win, like, the questions they ask the players is not the best anyway. Like, what is there to ask? And you're right. They could give one of the answers or you get, I'm just here so I don't get fined. 
So really, <laughs> what do you want here? My final sell, I am selling misogyny. Because the Women's College Softball World Series has been phenomenal. Uh, phenomenal. Yeah. I've been watching it, like, all the time. Good. It, it's It's so good. Like, these girls are, like, way better at softball than I will be at anything in my life. It's so incredible. And WNBA just started up. Ratings are up 25%. That's good. Yes. So, selling misogyny. And that's because, all I got. Because, I don't think you explained why. You so, because, yes, because the women's sports are being really good. So, I'm selling misogyny because we don't need that in our lives. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. I thought you were saying they're just not covering the softball World Series at all. No, it's just that people always make fun of women's sports. Yes. Well, women's sports are doing really good, so right. screw you. Good. Good. Yes. Yep. Good. Okay. Great. Glad we can clarify <laughs> that. <laughs> I'm like, uh, Matt, you got to explain that. Like, cause it just sounds like you just. <laughs> no, we don't need massage in 2021. As I sipped my margarita. <laughs> oh, man. Well, what an episode, Matt. What a great time. Not a long time. Hopefully not a long time for everybody, but we hope you all enjoyed this podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you follow us on our social media. Find all of our social media at solo.to slash funnybusiness. Um, we are continuing to roll on. We are reaching a reset on numero six zero. Um, can't believe we're 60 episodes in already. Um, 40 away. For, yeah, 40 away from 100. I do yeah. math there for a Math second. is tough. Uh, math is very tough, especially when you're a podcast host. Um, Matt, what do you got going on? Anything fun? No, I ho- just hope everyone's staying safe. Um, drink some water. Yes, hydrate. Yeah, drink some water, people. I know it's been a tough weekend. Well, if you're listening to this, this weekend coming up, take care of yourselves. Maybe. Yes. You know what I've been drinking a lot of lately? Body Liquor. armor. Uh, Body I've armor. Heard that before. It, excuse me. It's like a healthier Gatorade. Okay. It's like 10% coconut water. Ooh. And you, and my friend, you drink a lot of Gatorade. I have not drank Gatorade in a long time because I switched to body armor. Wow. Body armor, it, it's like one of those bottles. It's not as big as a Gatorade bottle. It's like 20 calories. There's only like five grams of sugar. They taste great. For those who like coconut water, it's 10% coconut water. Phenomenal. And fun fact, Kobe Bryant was co-founder. Body armor sponsor us. Please. I don't know why I was looking that way. <laughs> My camera's that way. I had to turn it on so I can get the microphone to work. <laughs> they got great flavors, too. So Yes. You're, you heard that spot already. More body armor or, or more water because that's Earth's yes. plentiful Pedialyte, in America. Whatever. Whatever you need. Just take care of your body. Bushlight. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Nat- natty light. <laughs> now we're just going down the hill. <laughs> yes. Take care of yourself this weekend, guys. Wear sunscreen because it's getting a little bit warmer. Yep, um, if true. you're out in the sun, take a hike. Take a lap. Like, yeah, spend some time outside. Hopefully the pollen pollen count has gone down because it yes. finally rained in here my car in does Pennsylvania. Not look like, my count does not look like yellow anymore. My car doesn't. It's phenomenal. So take your allergy meds. Be careful. Go for a walk outside. Enjoy the weather. You know, we deserve this. Yes, we all deserve this. And we hope everybody's doing well. We'll catch you all next week. And until the next time, we'll see you all in the next episode. Stay safe, everyone.